Hello, I'm Phil Svitek, 360 Creative Coach, and welcome to my vlog, where it's both my mission and my pleasure to highlight to you my creative journey in hopes of inspiring you, slash giving you tangible takeaways to make your journey a little bit easier. Now, before I get into things, uh, I would like to take the opportunity to invite you to subscribe if you haven't already. That way you get all the various lessons and episodes that I put out right when I put them out. Thank you if you just did, and thank you if you already were. It truly does mean a lot to me, as I hope it does to you. So the majority of uh, last week was spent on the pre-production of my upcoming feature film. And if you're unfamiliar with it, uh, there's a link to it um, in the description. It takes you to a crowdfund page which overviews what the film's about and so forth. And if you would consider donating, of course, me and the rest of the team would be truly, truly grateful. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, we're in the pre-production phase of things. And so one of the things uh, last week that I was focused on was putting together a costume list. So just kind of, you know, pictures for inspiration what each of the characters would wear. And the way I broke it down was based on, you know, um, the story timeline, right? So whatever number of days the story takes place over, you know, I look at that and break it down, you know, all the days that appear within the film and then, you know, broken up into, okay, you know, if it's the morning and they're just getting ready, are they in there like, we'll call it uh, nighttime attire slash bedroom attire, you know, um, how do they dress up for the day, you know, do they change at night, things like that, right? So there could be multiple outfits within a certain day, you know, even just putting on like a jacket towards the end of the night constitute as like a wardrobe change, right? So breaking it down character by character into those specifics and then, you know, finding pictures online, uh, you know, whether of that the actors themselves have, you know, through their Facebook page, their Instagram page, or so forth, or just, you know, going to, like, H&M, Zara, you know, Target, whatever, any of these websites, you know, just searching for specific, you know, like, a collared shirt or, um, you know, pink shirt, whatever, right? You know, searching and finding those pictures so that way I can paste them in and be like, hey, this is the inspiration for um, for what I'm going for and you know, it's not the final thing, right? This is not, it's just, it gives me and the actors and, and the production team a jumping off point to say, okay, okay, now I see what's in your mind. Now let's, um, let's figure out what those things are. So, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of a, you know, a major thing in terms of how I approached it. Uh, the other thing um, that I've been working on is making sure all Things are moving in tandem. So I have a bunch of people, you know, involved that um, are from Colombia, and but they've never met. So, you know, we had, uh, as I call, Team Colombia, right? So Team Colombia, we had a meeting. We discussed the various things um, that needed to get done, uh, that I had questions on, things like that. So that way they were working in unison rather than as uh, you know, on separate but parallel paths. Um, and that was a great meeting, you know, it was, it was, I always enjoy bringing people together and, you know, allowing them to 
to see, you know, what, what in my eyes makes them special, you know, and now they become friends and so forth and they can collaborate on future stuff. You know, in fact, um, Edgar, um, who was my sound designer, you know, I introduced them to a lot of my friends, um, and he's been working with them. So for example, my friends, Courtney Stewart, um, she and, you know, the team that I, she introduced me to of Danielle and Morgan, they have a series called Tabitha TV. And, you know, because of my introduction of Edgar to them, they now use Edgar for Tabitha TV. And that's fantastic. You know, that's, I love that. Um, and, you know, same thing, like, you know, people like Courtney introduced me to Danielle and Morgan and I get to work with them on, on, on stuff too. Like, it's just wonderful that sort of, you know, people introducing people. Um, and I love that. That to me is the, the real side of networking because it's good people. Um, you know, it's a referral and it's based off talent and good work and also just being a great human being versus just the, the typical, you know, let me go to a party and, and schmooze type of networking. I, I don't enjoy that networking all that much. And quite frankly, I don't know. I mean, maybe it works for some people, but it's never really worked for me. Anywho, uh, so yeah, you know, that was, that was a big thing. Um, you know, another aspect of it, as I kind of uh, alluded to in some sense, but we do have a crowdfund. And so, you know, part of my mission has been to continue to reach out to people that I know and just make them aware, you know, maybe they can't donate, um, you know, because of finances, you know, we're all in different places because of the pandemic and even not because of the pandemic. Um, but if nothing else, you know, I say like, hey, listen, no problem if you can't. But if at the very least, you know, you could do me a solid and just at least um, share it with um, people in your social network and so forth, that would mean the world to me. And so, um, you know, in that way, the um, we're kind of coming up, you know, we're, we're about at the halfway point with the crowdfund. Um, and in that way, you know, if, if you kind of just go to the crowdfund, it looks like we're a ways away from reaching our quote unquote goal. But a couple things about that. Normally, um, you know, the first from studying it, at least the ones that I've kind of been um, observing of, you know, they they have a decent start at the top. Um, then, you know, um, they kind of stay in this lull of, you know, where not a lot of activity happens. And then usually it's in the last like couple of days that just things really ramp up for most crowd funds. Um, again, the ones that I've seen and, uh, you know, they get to their goal. Now that's awesome. You know, we'll see if that kind of happens ultimately, you know, obviously that would be nice. Um, I prefer not to have to go down to the wire, so to speak, uh, to make that happen. But, uh, but nonetheless, you know, at the end of the day, if you just get the result, you get the result, right? Um, and the secondary part to that is, you know, as great as like we're doing the crowdfund because it'll help take the financial pressure off of, you know, uh, you know, us collectively, the filmmakers. But it's not, you know, we're not dependent on it necessarily. You know, we can as uh, we can find our own way through it. You know, one of the things that I've been doing is just um, basically uh, with my spring cleaning I continue to sell old stuff that I don't need and, you know, it's been adding up, you know, um, 
I think all in so far, I'm at like $750 worth of sold stuff, you know, and some stuff sells for like five, 10 bucks, but you just, it's all the little things in your life that you just don't need that if you just get rid of it, you know, you make some extra cash. Um, and it just clears out clutter for me. Um, in some sense, you know, people will argue um, in a good way of like, you know, by getting rid of stuff, you open yourself up for, uh, you know, new projects, right? So <laughs> uh, I kind of think of it in that way. So that's kind of the way um, I've been going about it. Also, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky. Um, you know, I think part of it is, well, you know, I, I, th- I thought about it. Part of it is luck. Part of it is, again, just, just putting in good good work ethic, um, being kind to people and so forth and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, now there's been a lot of side projects kind of coming my way to help, um, you know, bring in some of the finances needed for this movie. And so I've been taking those and, and that's been good um, in that way. The big exciting thing um, as far as progress, um, you know, uh, so John Comerford, who I've been talking about, he he revised the script and he, um, you know, cut down, you know, our goal for the movie is to have like somewhere between like 90 minutes to an hour and 40. So he got it, he got the script down to a hundred pages, which translates roughly to an hour and 40. And so that was a big victory. Um, and plus it has like much needed change. Not, it's not just about the page length, but about character arcs. And, um, you know, he's also very good at, uh, clarifying just sentences, you know, the intention of some of the things that I write, whether it be dialogue or just action. And so, um, so that helped. And we were able to get that off to the actors. So um, now they have a far more reflective script of what my intention is. And they can, you know, study that, work with that. And, you know, with that came uh, rehearsals. So this Saturday, I worked with um, you know, the movie's about two sets of American tourists, right? Um, and so I worked with one of the sets of the American tourists, um, as it, as it may be. And, you know, we basically started at the beginning and worked as far along as we could. And which they, they were really nailing it, you know? Um, it was good because the, the first rehearsal we ever had was kind of with everyone there and, and it was good rehearsal. Um, it was a great um, meet and greet in, in that sense, but um, but this time, you know, uh, there was a huge benefit to just isolating it, having a little bit of more quiet, um, you know, and not the pressure of there's other people and so forth, um, and we could really deep dive on some of the stuff that they had questions on, you know, and we could work the material and so forth, and, you know, we were even able to... Um, change some of the the stuff and enhance it right and so in that way it was both a lot of fun it was it was very productive um and yeah we just continued to make progress in that way i had filmed you know uh, with the first one i filmed it but i couldn't really hold the camera that much you know because i was i was really working the script um meaning i was looking at my ipad as they were kind of going through and saying the stuff and, and acting it out to make sure that they hit all the things. Uh, with this one, you know, A, they, they knew the script better. Um, so, you know, I didn't have to 
be as mindful of that. B, I knew the script way better. Like now it's kind of really more ingrained in my mind. And so I was able to basically just film it handheld throughout. Um, and I even put lavaliers, meaning microphones on, on the actors. So that way, you know, I could have better sound. And overall, you know, the purpose of these is so that way it's, it's like in sports, we can review these and have like the game tape, right? And so after the fact, you know, I, what I do is essentially take all that stuff and edit it down, right? To just, the, you know, the best sections of each scene. And so we start to see the movie from start to finish, you know? And, and of course, it doesn't have the various film angles and so forth. So sometimes it's very like jump cut, um, you know, and so forth. But it gives us a representation of the film, you know, something that the actors can study, something I and the production team can study as well um, from the standpoint of any props we may need, you know, uh, uh, the camera angles that we want to be getting later, the pacing, how how that's working, you know, from a story structure, all these things. Um, just It's just wonderful to have this footage. And also, too, there's a benefit to not that, you know, but everyone involved is a professional, but there's something, you know, it's like in sports to me, practice makes permanent. Um, practice makes permanent is one of the first episodes I ever did, which I'll link to in the description. You can check that out. But it's a firm belief of mine that the way you practice something is the way you're going to go out and do it. And so there's just something uh, beneficial about being lobbed up, having a camera in your face, because that's what it's going to be like on set. And so in that way, you know, getting them comfortable with that um, versus not. And again, it's not to say that they they couldn't do it. Um, I'm sure they, they would and they would do a phenomenal job. But um, I think I think it does help mentally a little bit more of just getting acclimated to it. Because I think also in that way, um, towards the end, the way we were working the scene is kind of similar how I would normally film the scene. If like, you know, I'm not just going to have someone do a take from start to finish. If um, there's moments of the take that, that aren't hitting instead, what I would do, I'd say, okay, let's pause for a moment. Let's backtrack a couple of lines and let's retake that line and keep going. And, you know, we, we start and stop as, as, as needed, right. You know, two steps forward, one step back if needed. And there was one scene in particular that's a very heavy scene that we worked, um, you know, it was the last scene we worked on that um, I think we worked it for like 45 minutes, if not an hour, and rightfully so. But, you know, by the end, they really got it, but we did take it in chunks. And that's kind of how ultimately we would, in theory, film it, right? So it was good in, in that sense um, to get them used to that process too, you know. And, and it was actually really easy to edit overall, you know, um, one of the things I did was essentially I, I, I took everything that I filmed and I worked backwards. Um, meaning, you know, I started in editing terms. I started at the end and worked to the beginning. And the reason why I did that, because I knew, you know, it was, it was always the last takes that we filmed during rehearsals that were the ones that, that were great, right? Because then we were able to move on. And so, you know, I would essentially start with the end um, and figure out, okay, where's the beginning part of this take, you know, um, 
and and use that and then cut whatever else I didn't need of of the other stuff. Now sometimes as I said, we might take it in chunks. So if it the last take started, you know, three quarters in, I'd be like, okay, cool. You know, um, I'd slice it there and go to all the the way end to it and then I'd find um, the the prior take that take takes it all the way to the three quarter mark and then I would continue it with the last take that I just had. Right. Um, I'm sorry if that sounds a little confusing, but literally you just, you just kind of work backwards instead of moving forwards, and you know, um, in that way, it's um, it might seem a little bit weird, but it's it, it's actually um, in this regard was quite effective and speedy editing. And yeah, I was able to put all that together, and so now it's um, <laughs> a fun hodgepodge of the first rehearsal intermixed with the second rehearsal. We've got um, a third rehearsal coming um, with the same set of, of people this this coming week. And then this coming weekend, um, I have a rehearsal with a second set of people. So that'll be fun to, you know, work with them and then really start to intercut this. And as I said to kind of everybody, you know, um, overall this, this like little rehearsal movie, um, if I'm going to call it that, is... Um, it's always going to have everything that we film. Um, you know, so there might be like, we won't be working on some of the stuff that we rehearsed all together, um, until a, a while later. So, you know, I'll, I'll always replace what I can with the most up to date rehearsal stuff, but some of the stuff, you know, uh, that we filmed, you know, some of it might be old stuff and I'll just continue to be this like mix of like basically every rehearsal imaginable until we've gone through everything. And, um, you know, have updated stuff. So, um, yeah, that'll be fun. Um, looking forward to, you know, having that. Um, but in a nutshell, that's kind of what I've been up to. Apart from that, watching, uh, the Euros, um, today was the, or, um, yeah, uh, I'm filming on Sunday. So, um, today was the final between Italy and England. And I'll, I'll say I was not rooting for England because I, I just hate the arrogance of it's coming home, it's coming home. Nope, it, it's coming to Rome. Uh, and, you know, Italy wasn't my first choice team in the tournament, but once France uh, got out, then yes, they were right. They're, they're, I was rooting for Italy. So I'm, I'm happy for them. I think it's well-deserved. Uh, sorry, England. Um, arrogance didn't get you over the finish line. <laughs> Anyway, I know that's uh, not creative talk, but for me, um, I love the sport and so forth. So I just wanted to kind of share that. Anyway, thank you so much. If you have any questions or thoughts of your own about anything that I shared, or even if I didn't share, please uh, comment down below or hit me up on social media at PhilSpeedTech. We'd be happy to converse with you. Uh, Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Hope to see you next time.